Welcome to Audible Interlude, a G.I. Joe podcast. I am your host, Dave West, codename Phantom Troublemaker. And I am your co-host, Noel Wood, codename Crapshoot. And I am your Cobra intern that is California Dreaming, codename Legion Cub. Oh, that's a little relating to real life there. Yes. Uh, So this is our news episode where we're going to run down sort of the current events of G.I. Joe and G.I. Joe adjacent things. And as so often happens, we were a little concerned, like, oh, it seems like it's been a light news cycle. And then, you know, right before uh, we we get quite a few different things that we're going to be able to talk about today. Uh, You can follow us on Instagram at Audible Interlude Podcast and on Twitter at G.I. Joe Audible. And there are G.I. Joe reviews up on the Needless Things YouTube channel. A few weeks ago, I reviewed... Uh, some of the new classified series figures and this week on the channel you can check out my reviews of the new gi joe classified retro figures the walmart exclusive figures that were stuck into tiny plastic bags and tied underneath the mail truck and dragged along the road until the post person reached under the truck stuffed them into a slingshot and shot them at the front of our houses That's how these were delivered to us. Uh, And if you would like to find out which two figures I decided to keep and review while returning all of the rest, uh, check out the Needless Things YouTube channel. Spoiler, uh, I kept Gung Ho and Lady J. (laughs) Baroness and Destro just weren't. Uh, they, they, back, they, they didn't practice their clarinets enough. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't. There, there wasn't enough there for me to hang on to those um and i said it during one of the reviews i you know if these had been on solid card backs like those marvel legends retro figures i would be collecting this series now granted apparently there are only going to be eight of them although i think that remains to be seen i think we could maybe see a fan channel version of this line uh but if the card backs had been you know heavier and they had been shipped a little more carefully I would have collected this line mint on card. They're giant, but they look wonderful. I love big giant versions of, you know, figures I had when I was a kid. I think it's neat. Uh, But as things stand, I'm going to keep the ones that are an an upgrade or are different enough, in my opinion. Uh, And, and that's all I'm going to get. How did, how did this series treat you guys? I ordered um, one figure. Um, well, two two copies of one figure, and uh, they both came because I, I pre-ordered one, but then when the, the orders went live, I was like, I'm going to go ahead and just order another one now just to be safe. And then, of course, then I got the shipping notification as well that the other one shipped. Um, mine came in two separate boxes. Uh, my packaging is about as pristine as you're going to get, and uh, both of mine wow. were gung ho. Um, but somehow I managed to be the lucky one that got them in, in great shape. And of course, it doesn't matter because I'm going to open mine anyway. Well, let me recommend this to you before you open them. Order another one and see if it comes in worse condition because these this series, Mint on Card, is going to be worth a fortune. Well, I, I've opened my one because I wanted oh, to have one it, on no. my shelf. But Always I do have, ask me first. I do have one still sitting over there. It's in. Uh, I, actually, I kept the one that was in the better condition. Um, yeah. But yeah, they're both they're both in great shape. So I, I 
even though I saw all of the horror stories, I saw all the the pictures that people had posted in the thread on the His Tank uh, Facebook page. Um, yeah, I, I was I was a lucky one. Yeah, I had one that was uh, one of the Destro. Well, I only ordered one Destro. Um, Destro came in a box, but the box was not large enough. So he had been jammed into the box so that the top of the card back had been folded neatly where it met the blister. So that was uh, really ingenious on the part of the Walmart. Uh, that was, well, <clears throat> so I ordered Gung Ho and they shipped him in the plastic bubble. Um, the neighborhood that I live in, instead of each house having a mailbox, we have the community mailboxes like an apartment complex. Yeah. So the postman decided to try and take that package and squeeze it to make it fit into our tiny little mailboxes instead of putting it in one of the the ones designated for wow. oversized packages. So I had the bang up from it being already shipped, but then it was the the card was folded almost like back in the eighties. Whenever you had an actual subscription to comic books, there was oh, always yeah, that yeah. center crease. That's what this was like. And um, I mean, he obviously went through a lot because the bubble was already coming off of the card. Wow. When I opened him, but I open all my figures anyway. So it annoyed me, but I wasn't angry. I just feel bad for once. I feel bad for all the mint on card collectors. Well, and it's not entirely, there. it's not entirely Walmart's fault. I mean, it certainly is, but Hasbro for putting these on such flimsy yeah. card backs is pathetic because yep. those, those Marvel legends retro figures I wouldn't recommend sending them in a plastic bag, but they would survive it. Right. Well, yeah. and especially considering that they were already using this flimsy plastic on the three and three quarter inch figures. Right. Um, so to, to put them on a back, that's a, almost about twice the size of that one. And it's, and not improve the card quality at all. When you Crazy. do have higher card card qualities for other lines that Hasbro's doing. Right. Yeah. It's inexcusable. And again, it does lend and lend to the whole idea that GI Joe is still considered to be like a secondary brand for them. Although to be fair, you know, obviously the decisions regarding this series, this subline were made a long time ago prior to perhaps Hasbro recognizing the crazy sales, certainly prior to the his tank success. Um, I mean, it's not that doesn't excuse it, but to me, that means okay, well, going forward, perhaps they'll put a little more care into what they're doing with, with something like this. I was, we, we already thing. know there's one other six inch retro card back figure coming, and that's Cobra Commander, uh, with, with the his tank because he is going to be on a retro card back. Mm -hmm. Surely they have seen all the feedback happening. They online. must have. And don't and... call me Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if, you know, I'm, I'm wondering if, if they have enough time to react to use a better card back before series two, but at, no, if I don't not so. at least series three, I, I think, well, so, but supposedly there is no series three. It's they, uh, According to Emily, after eight figures, this subline is done. Now that does yeah, not but, mean well, there I won't can, be 
But we just ordered series two, which was the Snake Eyes and Zartan. Well, I don't know that they're looking. They're they're eight total oh. figures. Oh, okay. So I don't know if because we we just pre ordered Snake or uh no 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 we pre ordered oh Storm Shadow. Right, right, Storm Shadow Snake and Zartan, Eyes is yet to be Snake ordered. Eyes and Crimson yeah. Guard have not yet been available for pre-order, but those four characters are in theory this well, I guess they would be the second series because on the back of these are the first four figures. So it's two mm. waves of four figures each. Okay. But Emily said that after eight figures, this is done. But I don't know if that means done with Walmart. I don't know, like. Like I said, this could continue on in some form because we know we're getting at least one more in the form of the Mickey Mouse Cobra Commander. Uh, so I've got a little bit of follow-up from last time when we talked about in Beyond the 80s, we talked about the combat heroes. And I hadn't actually put hands on any combat heroes in years, uh, probably since a couple of years after they came out. And you guys were talking about the articulation. In my head, there was none except for maybe the occasional like arm pivot. So I pulled these down to do some photography for name that Joe, uh, which you can see on audible interlude podcast on Instagram. And you guys, obviously, you knew what you were talking about. You were right. I just didn't remember it that way. The, the, the neck pivot, the waist pivot, both arms pivot. Uh, they, they all have four points of articulation. Uh, so I, I was completely mistaken about that much more play value although there are some like the uh the cobra trooper where he's holding his rifle and like really all you can do is kind of move it up half an inch and then move it back down yeah yeah <laughs> but uh and, and but there's yeah, some yeah. As, as i mentioned before if you know if you if you move those arms in a certain position that figure is not standing up you might have to have him like you know holding his hands up like he's raising the roof to get it to actually <laughs> balance yeah i did um scarlet spoiler alert scarlet's <laughs> one of the ones that i took a picture of and getting her to stand up while getting any kind of decent pose out of the crossbow is is a challenge. Uh, all right. Cobra Convergence 6 is wrapped, but you can find all of the contributors at hcc788.com. Go back and check that out, including our special episode, Cobrathon. And a little recap that uh, that Hooded Cobra Commander 788 did at the uh, at the end of the month where he actually played snippets from every show that was done. So he played a little snippet of our review of uh, Cobrathon as well as like all the other ones. So if you, if you kind of want a roadmap of what might be fun to go back and listen to or watch uh, later on, that's a good way to do it. And let me just tell you, that's a lot of work. I don't oh, yeah. know how many hours it must have taken him to go through all of that content and edit together. Like big salute to him for organizing this for all of the work he did all july long uh sort of coordinating with everybody and and keeping track of everything but just that just to put that together is, is a gargantuan task that i would never undertake so props to hooded cobra commander uh for that 
we will be oh gosh okay so we're recording on a weird day for us it is uh currently sunday august the 7th 6 p.m weird day weird time we don't do this but we're working around a little little travel one of our members has (laughs) so actually it's going to be this coming monday we are going live pal at 11 p.m it's going to be on youtube we're going going to stream a countdown to the end of the haslab his tank campaign we're gonna we're gonna talk about his tanks we're gonna talk about whatever we decide to talk about for an hour. It's going to be live on YouTube, and I'm sure lots of other places are going to be doing it too. But uh, it's just going to be a – really, it's just a fun opportunity for the three of us to get together and have some fun uh, doing this thing live. As a little preparation for – fellas, what have we got coming up in just under a month? I feel like there's something fairly significant happening here. <sighs> some con that involves dragons? Operation Dragonfire Con? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Scoop. That is. Scoop's a double agent. Spoiler. (laughs) Uh, We will be live at Dragon Con. And I can't remember if I dropped a panel time uh, on the last episode or not, but it was incorrect uh, because it has changed Friday at 1 p.m. in the Dragon Con American Sci Fi Classics track room. We will be hosting a live episode of Audible Interlude, a G.I. Joe podcast, and we will be planning out a completely hypothetical live-action G.I. Joe movie. We need your help. We need everybody to show up in costume. We will be in costume, which, let me just put myself over a little bit here. (laughs) Noel and Christian showing up in costume. Look, it's they're going to look great. It's going to be awesome. It's no big deal. That's a Tuesday for these guys. But me, I'm putting together a costume. I haven't done this since 2009 when I made a Mandalorian costume and the Mando cosplay club were mean to me about my costume. And I never, ever wanted to make a costume again for any elitist cosplay HOA to come down on me with their judginess. But uh, I am making a costume, and I'm very excited about it. Agreed. And this was, and and I give you guys credit because I sprung this on you. I, I feel like not quite last minute. What's just prior to last minute? Penultimate minute. Penultimate minute? Okay. <laughs> I sprung this on you in the penultimate minute. <laughs> where, where I basically said, look, I've decided I'm going to do this. I totally understand that there's not enough time, but I'm throwing it out there. And you guys immediately were like, oh, no, we can do this Uh, because it is a group costume. But since then, what has happened is it's going to be an even bigger group costume because uh, I host, uh, for those who don't know, I host something called the Big Damn Game Show. Pardon uh, the, the blue language. I know we don't do that here on the podcast. I'm clutching my pearls as we speak. (laughs) But everybody that helps me out with that game show or is a part of that game show, I threw them a message as well because I was like, well, look, if me and Christian and Noel all show up in costumes, there are some of those folks who might be, well, hey, wait a minute. We wanted to do a big group costume. So now our group costume is a bigger group costume because I told them there's plenty of this to select from. If you guys want in, go for it. 
So uh, the point of all that was everybody in the panel is going to be in costume. Uh, we need you to show up in costume because we are going to cast you for a live action G.I. Joe movie that's never actually going to happen. We're going to plan the movie. We're going to give it a plot. We're going to figure out the tone, the content, everything about this live action G.I. Joe movie right there at Operation Dragonfire Con. And then the WB is going to cancel it. Uh, yes, absolutely. Well, thank goodness. Uh, and I, I never thought I'd be saying this. Thank goodness Paramount has the right. rights to G.I. Joe. <laughs> uh, so that is Friday, 1 p.m. at DragonCon. Get that DragonCon app and uh, add it to your app. And then Sunday at 7 p.m., we will be... I don't know who all's involved with this, this exactly, but in that same room, the DragonCon American Sci-Fi Classics track room... They will be presenting G.I. Joe the movie, and we will be there to kick it off. I don't know who all is going to there. There could well be 12 panelists uh, to talk a little bit about the movie and then, you know, lead into it. But we will be there uh, 7 p.m. Sunday at Dragon Con. That will also be in the Dragon Con app. So add it to your schedule. Lots of G.I. Joe goodness happening uh, relative to the rest of the con, I guess. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to put out another plug. I will also be appearing at another uh, G.I. Joe panel at DragonCon. Um, I have been asked by a friend of mine, and that's going to be, um, I'll, I'll have to confirm the time, but I think it is Friday at 4 o'clock. Um, so yeah, uh, something else G.I. Joe related. It's going to be like a, the biggest Joe, uh, probably the most Joe involvement as far as panels go at a DragonCon in many, many years. Well, it's that 40th anniversary. We, yeah. we got to uh, we got to do something special. You you don't have a location or a title or anything for the other panel yet. I do not yet. I'm still waiting to get a little bit more information on it. Okay. Um. But uh. But yeah. I will. I will definitely update you once I do. We'll we'll be sure in social media that thing when we know. Yes, indeed. Uh. Okay. So we already talked about the Walmart retro figures. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about Super Seven San Diego Comic Con. All the stuff that went up there. Uh, the preposterously priced, to, was it two hundred and seventy-five dollar Firefly bomber jacket, <laughs> or two fifty, two twenty-five, something ridiculous like that? I don't remember what it was. I was, I, I wanted it very, very badly. Firefly is my favorite GI Joe character. And there was no doubt in my mind I was going to buy that jacket. I was like, if I have to spend one hundred and fifty bucks on that jacket, I'll do it. And then it came in, and I think it's two twenty-five. I was like, nope, I'm out. That's insane. I will never wear a $225 jacket. That's pure madness. So I didn't order that. Uh, I didn't order the socks because I cannot justify spending $15 on socks. That's just the kind of cheap weirdo I am. But I did order the Ultimate Bat, the Pyramid of Darkness, the Glow Patrol, uh, the sticker set, and the snakeling hat, which apparently was a very hot item because it was one of the first things that sold out. Uh, and I will be, this isn't much of a hint because I think it's the context I'm using it in is a little bit of a deep cut, but the snakeling hat will be a part of the costume that I'm wearing uh, at Dragon Con, but it is not a snakeling. It's somebody who wears a hat that's basically this hat. Uh, so, 
I was very concerned though about the shipping for this because I need that hat by Labor Day weekend. And there's been some confusion about when things were going to ship, how Super 7 was going to ship things. Uh, because the Bat and the Pyramid of Darkness set were both listed as pre-sales scheduled to ship in mid-August. Whereas in the actual description of the item, it said now in stock. Like literally the last line was the best part is this is in stock right now. So when I place my order, I, you know how it goes with San Diego Comic-Con stuff. If you're ordering online, you just order, 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 bang, get it in as quickly as possible because you don't know how fast stuff's going to sell out. Um, and didn't really read the description till later. I thought I remembered it saying in stock, but that was in the actual paragraph description. It's at the top where it said pre-sale. So here's what Super 7 did. I placed a second order the day after because there was that gem misfit shirt that they had. I really wanted that shirt and it sold out very quickly on the first day. Um, and then I wanted the Cobra stickers, which weren't listed on the first day. Cause it took to, to, yeah, excuse me. It took two days for them to list everything. Uh, so on day two, I ordered the misfit shirt and the Cobra stickers. Those shipped like the next day and got here in a couple of days and then no movement for several days on anything else. But then they shipped the Glow Patrol figures and the Snakeling hat. Those arrived yesterday. And those figures are beautiful. You know, you guys know I'm a sucker for glow-in-the-dark toys. Uh, they're wonderful. They're everything I wanted them to be. The hat is great. Very high-quality hat. But the Ultimate Bat and the Pyramid of Darkness have not yet shipped. Which is, is fine. I don't need those in a hurry like i did the hat did did anything tickle you guys fancy enough did you did you get the 175 dollar backpack was that like <laughs> oh boy i need that no i did not uh i did not get pick up any of the super seven offerings not even um, a t-shirt or anything no no um i said the the pyramid of darkness set was tempting but uh i just it wasn't something i needed yeah so. yeah Nope, but I will give them props uh, as people were posting their hauls, uh, like when the con was over, the Cobra logoed paper bags that they yes. were using and the little Cobra logo um, coins. Oh, yeah. Super 7, knocking it out of the park. The coins are beautiful, and I thought about because they were... At one point, I saw them going for like 25 bucks on eBay, and I kind of thought about it, but I was like, you know what? I wasn't there. It's not because I'm not a big, like, if there's something that's a theme park exclusive, I don't want it unless I went to the theme park. I feel like I shouldn't have that because I didn't experience the thing that you needed to experience to get it. So, like, that coin, well, I wasn't there. So I don't, I, I shouldn't get that coin. It's kind of like autographs. Like I have zero interest in, like I wouldn't buy something autographed. The autograph to me is the experience of meeting the person and getting them to sign the thing. Mm -hmm. So I, I need that experience for those things to work for me. And it's the same way with, with special like location specific items. Like I don't, I don't want to just buy them online. That's, that's they lose their charm in that instance. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, but yeah, Super 7 just really, really did a fantastic job with this. And I also want to give them credit for shipping because the uh, I had two orders. The first order was like everything except for the Misfit shirt and the stickers. And even though I only paid for shipping one time, they're doing two separate shipments. So they're eating the cost of that second shipment. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's pretty fantastic and if you think of how many people probably ordered stuff like that's a big chunk of change that they're just eating that cost to make sure people get stuff as soon as they possibly can like because in reality they should have held the glow patrol and the snakeling hat until the other stuff was available to ship and then Mm -hmm. shipped it all at once that's what they should have done uh but they didn't they're they're making sure everything gets out asap and i think that's really awesome there's another reason why i love super seven uh, all right. I feel like something's happening, you guys. I feel like we're on some kind of countdown timer. Something is imminent. What What's going on? Do I can't you have a... recall. <laughs> <laughs> what is, What is happening tonight? Let Let's. Do you want to do a little? Have either one of you got the Kickstarter pulled up? Do you want to do a little check in and tell us where we're at? I do. Uh, we are at, oh, let me get off the pledge page here. Wow. 362.22. Which means that the, what the unknowns, I think, just got unlocked. So they have, they have tripled their monetary goal. And 120,000. They have made over $20,000 today, or, or have added over $20,000 since I first looked earlier today. This is insanity. Um, it would be impossible for me to update on everything that's happened since the last time we talked. I can't even update everything that's happened today. And there's really no point in it because this ends in two hours or two and a half hours from right now. We'll check back in as we're recording these these couple of episodes that we're doing right now. Uh, but, you know, by the time people are hearing this, it's going to be done. So I, I, I just want to say I'm so excited for for Carson and for everybody involved with this. It's been quite a ride. How you guys following along what what's your what's your projection for what this can be how big this can be i i said it back when i first found out that that they you know were taking submissions from people and i just think that's a huge game changer when it comes to the independent toy market you know um obviously some people have ideas that are close to their heart that they would never sell but then other people to be able to have a figure on your shelf to say you know that's my creation that's amazing and uh, like if they continue on with this and i don't know why they wouldn't you will never run out of ideas yeah and i think it sets a precedent too because i mean how many other fandoms are there where 
kids came up with their own ideas for toys growing up and they always dreamed of seeing that thing get made for real and you know we've had things that have happened in the past where some fan ideas have been made into uh real life toys and i think one of the one of the biggest successes with that has been with lego because they've been doing what was initially called kuso and now it's lego ideas where people submit their own ideas for sets and if they get enough votes and if they meet like certain criteria and meets lego's review they will produce well (laughs) they'll produce a set based on your idea it won't necessarily look like your original idea set but it's still you know something that originated with your submission and i think that this in like the action figure world sets a precedent that we could see maybe other properties doing something like this and like this is an official from hasbro um but you know maybe maybe hasbro will work in conjunction with um you know maybe reach out reach out to to carson and these other people that have worked under him before and and put something like this out and get even more visibility on it Well, if you remember, one of the intents uh, and one of the reasons that Operation Recall ended up being delayed a couple of times was Carson had reached out to Hasbro hoping to get this officially licensed. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, clearly that didn't happen this time around. And, And honestly, it's probably for the best. I don't think we would be seeing this evolve and embrace everything that it's embracing if it were under that large corporate mentality and also if it were who knows what the future would be for it whereas now the future is entirely in the hands of the creators of operation recall they get to determine the future of the line what gets chosen what gets made how it gets marketed and sold and distributed and everything else i think it's for the best that it remained an independent uh line uh, so huge congratulations to Operation Recall. What what a tremendous feat uh, with about two hours and 20 minutes left to go. Uh, Noel, like you said, they've tripled their goal, over a thousand backers, and I'm curious to see what it ends at. Uh, and I, I got to say, I hope we're not still recording when it happens because I got to be up at 3.30 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, dumb news. I went to Ollie's the other day. I, I actually, my intent was not to go to Ollie's. I went to a, there's a army surplus store right around the corner from an Ollie's that I visited to get parts for the aforementioned costume, actually, uh, that they did not have. And I, on the way back home, I was like, oh, wait, I should just run in that Ollie's just to see if they've got anything. And sure enough, I walk into the toy aisle and they have these long boxes that say G.I. Joe on them. And I was like, oh, awesome, G.I. Joe, what is this? And it's it's a plane, like one of those old school foam planes that you just slide the wings through the, the body and put the tail fin on and, you know, throw it a few times and then it explodes. <laughs> uh, I was like, oh, man, those are great. They've got like six of them. That'll be perfect. Those are probably like at Ollie's. They're probably three bucks a piece. I'll just buy them all and have them for giveaways or whatever. And, and pick this thing up. It's twelve ninety nine. What <laughs> original price nineteen ninety nine? Uh, so way overpriced. But the thing that's funny about it is, it's made by Forever Clever. Mm-hmm. And if that rings a bell, that's who's doing the extremely shoddy GI Joe building sets. The the not Legos. The boot oh. the, the boot Legos, as I call them. Uh, I'm, 
so yeah, that's where this comes from. And uh, also well, do because uh, I've got the little helicopter that they put out as well. That was also oh, that's to them Forever too. Yep. Okay, yeah. So they picked up a lot of those uh, secondary, not the things that Hasbro does not want to produce. Right, <laughs> right. Uh, Which I, I can't vouch for the quality of the helicopter. I still have it in its package because I got it for like oh. you know three dollars at a. You got to keep that baby mint on card. That's come on. Well, no, no, because I'm I'm going to have to have it in the condition of the card that it's in because the packaging is uh, probably just slightly less than the GI Joe retro card back. I was, was going to say I bet it's on <laughs> the, par with that. Yeah. That, <laughs> um. So yeah, this kind of stuff. Like I love this kind of stuff, but twelve ninety nine for one of these foam planes. Now, granted, it does have the the, the hilarious thing about it. Is you know those uh, LED lights you buy to stick on the back of your TV, like the strip of sticky? It has mm-hmm. eight inches of that stuck to the top, like very poorly stuck to the top of the plane, <laughs> which I guess is what jacked up the price point. Even though you can buy like ten yards of that stuff for about a nickel. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this thing is it's complete garbage, but it's GI Joe, so I bought it which I guess sends the wrong message to somebody somewhere. <laughs> I mean, Sorry, if it's, if it's If it's getting, again, more G.I. Joe out there, I, right. I, I'd prefer it to be better quality stuff, but at least, you know, you're, you're, you're buying the brand. That's what you're doing. That's right. All right. Now it's time for uh, the real news. Which this drives me nuts because they've done these roundtables before. Uh, Lenny and Emily did a roundtable with uh, a number of members of the G.I. Joe media and content creating community. I have no idea how to get in on that. We're probably a little too small potatoes to get involved in, in that sort of thing directly. But you'd think the video would be posted somewhere. And it, I can't find it if it's out there. So if, listeners, if it's out there, if you know how to get in on that, uh, it, it just so we can watch it. It would be great to be part of it, but I just want to be able to watch it at least. Uh, give us a heads up. Sending a message to Audible Interlude Podcast on Instagram is probably the best way to get in touch with us. But fortunately, uh, one of the representatives from our favorite site, histank.com, was in on the roundtable. So we've got a list of bullet points to discuss. Obviously, anybody can go to histank.com and see what we're getting ready to talk about. But we're we're sharing our thoughts about these bullet points. So it's we're not just going to run this down and be like, well, that's what it is. Let's move on. Uh, we have thoughts about these things. And, and first up, the information that Serpentor is a PulseCon pre-order with hopes it will be in hand by the end of the year. Uh, the same amount of Serpentors were made as Dr. Mindbender which is three times as many as the Master of Disguise Zartan. Now, I know there was a lot of gnashing of teeth over Dr. Mindbender. Uh, I feel like, and and I, I don't know how to phrase this so I don't hurt anybody's feelings, I feel like everybody had plenty of opportunities to order a Dr. Mindbender. If yep. you were paying attention yeah, I think if you wanted it and you were actively, you know, checking, pursuing it, yeah, pursuing it, then you got a chance to get it. And along those lines, do you think this will also be limit of one per customer? 
100 percent, i think yeah because i mean that was with that was the benefit of that was that just about everybody who wanted the mind bender probably could get their hands on it well that's not what happened at all because there are a lot of people who are very upset but here's here's this is i'm gonna sound like a jerk but sometimes you just gotta sound like a jerk if you care enough about gi joe to truly be upset that you missed out on dr mindbender you would have known when to go buy a dr mindbender you, you you see what i'm saying like if you really care that much you're plugged in you follow the information you cuz it wasn't i'm not an internet genius i'm not like a i don't have alerts set on twitter i don't have anything that gives me the heads up to when stuff is happening. I just know to go to his tank basically. And that to me, his tank, if you're like, that's the bare minimum of GI Joe fandom is just getting into the his tank forums. And I I know that this is going to, it's going to hurt some people and that there may be some backlash for me saying this, but at the end of the day, it's just a toy. No, you're not. The you just a toy <laughs> argument is not allowed here. If, if you all. don't get it, your life does not. Well, is not altered. We don't, no, we don't this use... one is just a variant. There is still the regular mass-produced Doctor Mindbender. Well, I, I don't know that they. I mean, okay, yes, I'm sure, but I don't believe they've confirmed that yet, have they? No, they don't think they've confirmed it, but I would uh, I would imagine as popular as this line I, is, right, right, they are going to put this out in in a well, twenty five dollar package at some point. Let's get but through I, the rest of the notes because well, that real quickly though, I do want to bounce off something you said. I think it, it if it wasn't our last episode, a few episodes prior to that, so I missed out on it during the convention weekend, and you had mentioned when you signed up for the Pulse website, you. Put the app on your phone. Yes. And honestly, that's how I got mine because you are 100% correct. If you have that actual app on your phone, when the mind benders went up for pre-order for Hasbro Pulse members, boom, I got the alert, went right in and got it. So, And you, you got to have those notifications turned on. Yeah. But so if I, you do... I, listeners, I highly, highly, highly recommend that because... The sort of job I have, I, I I miss out quite a bit during the day because I don't have time to check the internet. Same here. But as soon same as here. I got that alert, be like, oh, potty break. Yeah. Yeah. Same deal with me is I, I, my job, I can't get to everything. Like a lot of the internet is blocked off from me and I can't look at my phone when I'm on the clock, basically. So like if I stay on top of things and timing and whatever, then I can, like you said, take a little break, step outside, do whatever, but I, I can't be constantly plugged in. So it's a challenge. And I have gotten every Hasbro pulse thing I've wanted because I've got that app and I've got the notifications turned on. So I get, you know, I get that little in the pocket and I'm like, Oh, I got to go poop and step out for a minute. Uh, All right. So that's uh if you missed out on Dr. Mindbender, you just need to improve your awareness because I, my feeling is that if you missed one, you were kind of asleep at the wheel. Uh, all right. Oh, and I think further down, they might've even said something about Mindbender. I'm not positive. Cause I, I, sometimes what I read as rumor 
gets mixed in with what I read as fact. So we'll find out in a minute here. Uh, the retro Crimson Guard, uh, which we talked about a little while ago, will be produced with army building in mind. Uh, so that I don't sounds know if, like good news. Well, it does sound like good news. However, I would really rather the regular Crimson Guard be produced with army building in mind, which I, I would assume that it is. Uh, and, you know, as we've seen lately with the Bat and the Alley, Alley Viper continually coming in stock on Amazon for regular price. Uh, apparently there are lots of those produced. Hopefully the Crimson Guard will be treated the same way, especially considering that it won the uh, Cobra Commander's Sweetheart Parade at last year's Dragon Con panel. That's right. It was voted the best Cobra Trooper uh, last year, and you can find that episode wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, But, you know, this is the one where the red does not match the rest of the Crimson figures like tomax zamot and the crimson bat so it's going to be up to the collector how much they care about their reds matching which granted if you've been toy collecting for any amount of time as we've discussed on the show before uh your troops rarely match (laughs) i have eight different colors of yellow in my sinestro core (laughs) uh let's see okay they are starting to make design choices for G.I. Joe Classified 2024 and looking to see what vehicles can be realistically introduced into the line at retail. Now, this comes on the heels of the announcement that the flight pod was being released, which is super exciting. And we've talked at length before about what vehicles we think could be made at retail, but that was as kind of a speculative thing. Now we know they're seriously looking into vehicles at retail, probably outside of Target exclusives. Uh, what do you guys think? What What would be your, let's just do one, Noel. What would be your number one pick for a realistic retail vehicle? Well, I think realistic, and we've discussed it a bunch of times, is going to be the ferret. Uh, I think that's about as big as you could really go. And there's something later on that will, it's another bullet point we'll hit up here in a second. But that's realistically what would fit on a shelf at Target or Walmart. Um, and I think that's probably about as big as you're you're probably going to see there. Yeah. Because that's going to be bigger than the Ram. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a deeper box right so you know it's well gonna... it depends on how assembled it comes well, that's true too uh and, but and, it, and but you it's could still package it like be... top down but it's and we are also looking we're not going to have windows on the boxes presumably at this point all right so it doesn't have to look attractive right so it, it can, can just... literally just be piled in there yeah yeah oh good point very good point christian so, what yeah, about it, you? considering oh. that then we might see something larger yeah, if, if there's going to be assembly required, um, but that I guess remains to be seen because we haven't seen with the very small selection of vehicles that we've gotten thus far and classified, right. there's not been any assembly required. They've they've just been you take them right out of the box and they're and they're complete. Yeah. Realistically, uh, but probably a pipe dream is something along the lines of the buzz bore. Oh man, I would love it. <laughs> I love that vehicle. Yes, absolutely. Buzzbore would be awesome. Who who would you pair? Okay, well, Noel, who would you pair with 
the ferret because you got to think they're probably putting a figure in there. Yeah. I mean, you, I would say you probably do a variation on one of the existing troopers that we've gotten thus far. Maybe that's yeah. what I would do I like because that. that way that would encourage sales of, you know, multiples, multiples. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as long as you're getting enough product on the shelf, which is a, another issue they'll have to address by that point. But yeah, I mean, I'd love to see like another Viper or a Crimson Guardsman or or another troop builder that you could throw on with that as well. And not just one face character, because if there's one face character, I'm going to limit myself to one ferret. Right. Well, I've been trying to figure out how to get the Flak Viper into this line. So that's going to be my choice to be packaged with the Buzzbore. Okay. Solid. Uh, I... I want the devil fish badly. And my first thought is beachhead. But the problem with that is we need a regular release beachhead. So it's the only one we've got now as a target exclusive. And, and as Noel said, you don't want a singular character to come with one of these vehicles. Oh, it's a Joe vehicle. It's a little different, but I think you don't have to do that. What if, what if they do a Joe, you know, using the torpedo buck that we already know we're getting, just a generic Joe diver character? Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I've never been crazy about the idea of Joe troop builders, just because oh. to me, G.I. Joe's an elite group and everyone has their own individual personality yeah so that's, that's and that's a good point but i do like joe's support though because they always had there was support in yeah, the comics yeah. there was support in the the cartoons um i mean i would say that would be the perfect opportunity to just to retool it with a new head and then you get your wetsuit figure uh as the pack in with the devil fish yeah that would be cool because you could i mean you could use that torpedo buck with some slight modifications and new accessories and a new and a new helmet, basically, and you've got wetsuit. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, they are aware of the shipping problems at Walmart and are in communication with Walmart to see how they can improve in the future. Yes. Well. Uh, <laughs> further, GI Joe classified Haslabs are on the way due to the due to the success of the Haslab Hiss tank. Uh, we have already That's talked. Exciting. That's very exciting. Yes. Uh, because I like the idea of scheduled releases like that because our his tank ends in, you know, just, well, just a few days once this airs. Uh, and yes, it's a ways off, but we've pre-ordered it. We know we're getting it. We're in a time frame. Like, don't have to think about it anymore. It's not a, will they do this? How is it going to come out? Which store am I going to have to visit 12 times a week to hope that I can find it? Honestly, anything vamper bigger, if they want to do it as a HasLab, I'm good with that because yeah. I, I just like the certainty of the HasLab. Uh, we've talked before about which things are possible, but you got to believe with the runaway success of the His Tank, they could potentially go a little bit bigger. Uh, just real quick, we don't have to get into included figures or anything like that, but being reasonable but hopeful, Christian, what, what would be a good HasLab for you? 
the Mobat. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I have zero interest in a classified Mobat. <laughs> really? Yeah, I just I don't want the the open top tank. I it, I think I think if you change a Mobat enough to be a more appealing toy in the classified line, you're basically turning it into a Mauler. I just want to get that photo of recreation of GI Joe number one with mm-hmm. the six inch figures. Is there? That's and well, I'll say with the Mobat, you have some opportunities for some, uh, for some incentives on that one, uh, because that might be how you get your grunt and your um, your short fuse. The mm-hmm. figures that they might not be so keen on releasing as a regular series release. No, I don't. I I don't believe they would put those characters in a in a HasLab. I think those are destined for regular release. Well, but now, we'll see. We'll see. now, said, I, I'd love to see it, but I, I don't know if those are because you know they, they've gone. You know, we've got our our stalker coming. We got our rock and roll coming, um, and but some of those other green shirt figures i don't know i i'm still like i don't i don't know what the incentive is to get short fuse out there for instance or grand slam no i i don't i don't think those will be part of the HasLab. now what i could see happening as a HasLab, if they wanted to do a vamp mark two uh and include the tan grunt with that grunt or uh clutch no clutch would be part of it but the tan grunt would be an unlock gotcha like that would make sense to me and then you'd have clutch and grunt tooled up for the HasLab to be released later in the line as regular figures like that would make sense to me i mean i think i think the vamp is they're going to produce a vamp in this scale at some point yes. in time if it's if it turns out to be a HasLab or if it winds up being a retail release remains to be seen but uh, but yeah, doing maybe the regular vamp at retail and maybe and then doing the Mark II as a uh, HasLab, maybe in reverse order might be the way they go with that. I see that would that's not how they would do it because HasLabs are to get things created. Right. So once it's already done, like they would do it the other way around. That's what I'm saying. Do it, you, would but... do, you would do the HasLab first, maybe do the Mark II first, and then you do a regular vamp oh, okay. at retail later. Yeah. But at the same time, I just don't think the vamp is big enough to be a HasLab, but it seems too big to be retail. Maybe they do like they did with the Java's Throne Room for Vintage Collection, and it's it's Hasbro Pulse, but it's not a HasLab. Well, you could also do the vamp with uh, a toad weapon with it, and that's a HasLab. You could have it with the FLAC or the MMS or the... uh, whirlwind or something like that yeah uh i guess not the flak but the howl the one that's oh yeah the one that's towed and not the one that's stable or what if they did what if they did do like the flak right like even though it's not towed it's just part of this you know gi joe like let's go crazy it's the bivouac, the flak, the vamp, and the howl. It's like a GI Joe outpost starter collection. I would, I would it's funny because I was totally thinking the bivouac. <laughs> well, I was thinking because you've got just first year stuff. So the stuff that came out in '82, you could do the vamp along with um, the the howl, and then you could have the flak and maybe the jump, 
and have all that oh, as man, one half that would Haslite be really project. cool that would be very cool essentially you're getting everything we've already got a ram you're getting everything but the mobat yeah i don't know the more i think about the mobat the more i actually think that's that's kind of cool because i could see gotta get the mms too. oh yeah the mms would have to be in there as well yeah. but the mobat because look let's say it's the mobat they design the bottom part with like it has been shown in the comics with actual hatches you know that open or whatever the top part has the open top but then a stretch goal is an interchangeable top turret that has an enclosed gunner's position like yeah there's some wild interesting things that they could do with a tank because it doesn't it doesn't have to aesthetically be totally the mobat like that has to be an option but that doesn't have to be what it is interesting i like that the more i think about it the more i like that choice because it, it makes a lot of sense um i still like the dragonfly i'm still sticking with that from however many episodes ago i threw that one out there did you see the classified scale dragonfly that someone had done as a custom at, no uh, joe fest no i didn't oh uh, yeah it was it was very very nice so oh, wow. it made me it made me dream of a of a bigger dragonfly they're gonna have to invent some kind of new plastic though to keep the blades straight <laughs> for the life of the toy well you just you know you have a a wire in there that hopefully stays yeah there would have to be something piece, you know a metal strip that can stay stiff enough that's holding it up inside yeah i still think because as much as lenny likes the dreadnoughts i want to get a thunder machine and yeah. i don't see that being something that that i think it's too bold to go to regular <clears throat> retail so that i think would be yeah. a good uh classified um has lab candidate I think and you right. could, and, think and you could throw a couple of the, you know, alternate, less less famous dreadnoughts in there with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not a bad call at all. Uh, okay, they were caught off guard at the popularity of Doctor Mindbender, and I'm going to be honest, I was as well. I really did not think people were going to go as bananas for this as they apparently did. Uh, and they have said once again they are still learning and they will make more of future con exclusives. I'm honestly not surprised, especially seeing the his tank fund in one day. I'm not surprised at anything at this point. Well, yeah, that's popular. a yeah, that's and, a that's a good point. And while Mindbender is a deluxe toy, it was still it was thirty three bucks and not forty. So yeah. if it had been a forty dollar figure like the Slaughter, you know, I could see maybe you get a little bit more caught off guard. But I mean, that's a pretty reasonable price for how many accessories it comes with. And yet that's not what the the buzz was going into it. Everybody right. was talking about how it was overpriced. It didn't come with enough. But clearly they were wrong because anything that sold out was not priced high enough. <laughs> uh, well, and also an important thing, Emily has been really, really good since we've, you know, seen her presentation, gotten to know her about talking about storytelling and building mythology. And they did a really good job of that storytelling with this Mindbender figure, because there was that feeling of, if I don't get this Mindbender, other things are coming out that are part of, that he's part of. So if I miss him and this other thing comes out, I'm going to be missing something like making him seem more critical than just another G.I. Joe figure. 
Uh, all right. Let's see. Size of packaging is a logistical item that the GI Joe team needs to keep in mind while choosing vehicles that will see mass retail on shelf items. Haslab Hissbox already exceeds those limits as is. And this is interesting. This is this is one of the cases where I really wish I could have been there watching this because it seems like an odd thing to even say. And I wonder what the context was. Obviously, a Haslab box is going to be larger than retail. That's the point of a Haslab. So I, I would like to know what they were talking about when they mentioned this. Uh, so file car, I, okay, look, this is something we want to talk about because it comes up a lot, whether it's talking about the five different languages on the file cards or the lack of file cards on the classified packaging. I personally don't care if I ever get another G.I. Joe file card. I have all of the information about all the Joes I'll ever need that Larry Hama wrote back in the 80s. I'm satisfied with all of that. For me personally, file cards are not an issue in any way, shape, or form. I think it's ugly when there is a file card and it has all the multiple languages on it, but I get it. I understand why they're doing that. But it's a hot button issue for a lot of people. Where are you guys on this file card thing? I was obsessed with file cards. I mean, I clipped and saved all mine as a yeah, kid. Me too. Was so being the I still have word. them. Yeah, I still have them. Uh, I still, you know, like looking at them and holding them and just having that feel and the nostalgia. But I don't think it's necessary now. I just don't think that that's. It's not part of the experience for me now as an adult collector. Is, right. is collecting them, um, especially with the different types of packaging we're seeing, you know, uh, different you know, different types. Either you got boxes, you got carded figures, you've got um, ones that are packed in with vehicles. And uh, it's it's too messy to even worry about collecting all that stuff right now. So it doesn't doesn't really affect me that much. Well, and here's my question. What do you want? <clears throat> do you want them to just reprint? the material that's already been written that we all have access to, or do you want new file cards that you're okay. going to get furious about because <laughs> Larry Hama didn't write them? I am, and I'm not trying to be that old curmudgeon guy, but after watching what happened with the quote-unquote mythology building during the Motu Classics era... I do not want new file cards because <laughs> fandom gets obsessed right. with continuity to where it can take away the enjoyment of people who aren't beholden to the information that's in those file cards. So if you were doing like the retro figures and you wanted to put a file card on there, I totally get it. I still think they're, they're fun and they're neat, but like you said, you can find that information all over the internet. Um, right. I don't know what the obsession is with having new file cards, because really one of the cool things about classified is you get <laughs> the new classified Zartan and you take whatever your head cannon is and apply it to that Zartan. And that's the file card is your concept of Zartan. You're not beholden. Like you said, you're not beholden to what has been or what some new random person is deciding to slap on the box. Exactly. Now their mention of a QR code type situation. Um, 
I'll never, I'll never go to it. But here's the thing. So if you're not a mint in package collector, what's the point? Once you throw the code away, you're never going to see it again. But something that the final faction figures do that I, I enjoy, they do have QR codes on the back of their figures. And when you scan it, it takes you to a very cheaply made CGI cartoon. <laughs> really? Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> so when I saw them mention QR codes, I was thinking, well, we don't need file cards, but in this day and age of short form content, Hasbro could very easily produce one minute, two minute quickie type shorts featuring that character. That would be awesome. That would be cool. So yeah. there is that sort of interaction in technology that shows you just how much of a bad a that zartan is yeah without having to spoon feed you who zartan is well and the benefit of that too is that that also serves as secondary marketing because you can you can enjoy that without ever purchasing that figure you're in the store you see the qr code you scan it with your phone <clears> and boom you're standing there in the target aisle watching a little video that might make your decision for you you know very much so yeah. well and you know what this just occurred to me um oh my gosh instagram so annoying uh for anybody that collects any of the mattel wwe figures they work with an instagram account called battle stories are you guys familiar with this at all Mm-mm. it's battle underscore stories underscore and they do stop motion animation with the actual mattel wrestling figures but this is on a level like you've never seen before it's it's unbelievable it has these wrestling figures like when the rock walks out the figure has the rocks mannerisms it stops it looks around it gets in the ring it does the people's elbow like it's insane yeah so they do some commercials on just regular television yeah 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 it's this it's the same person that does those uh the the there's a cricket wireless commercial that has miz beating up drew mcintyre right now it's that person uh gi joe needs to find their battle stories or also work with battle stories and literally use the figures to do these shorts so you have you know beachhead creeping up on a couple of cobra troopers oh and then you scan the qr code that's what you get oh well i need some cobra troopers now like Mm -hmm. or stalker battling some crimson guards oh i need to get some crimson guards as well like do get on that hasbro that's a that's a great idea from a dollar tree line exactly Right. If they can afford it, yes, Hasbro definitely can. Uh, okay, so GI Joe team <laughs> wants to start tapping into environmental designs, as in, oh, this is really funny. They have actually used my clarification here since I looked at these notes. Uh, so the original note was GI Joe team wants to start tapping into environmental designs may look at POC designs to push those limits in the future. A lot of people were very confused about that verbiage because when I see POC, my immediate thought is people of color, right? Uh, But a GI Joe fan knows that that's pursuit of Cobra, which was a latter day uh, modern era line, like before the 50th, but after rise of Cobra, 
Yeah, they're considered the 30th. 30th, yeah. Um, And environmental designs, when I first read that, I was like, you mean like the... What is it? What the heck is it called? Eco force. Eco force. I like, totally what? was hoping that. But what? what I need a dolphin. I thought about it, and and I actually put in the his tank forums. Oh, they mean like snow, desert, swamp, etc. And they've actually cut and pasted what I wrote into the parentheses <laughs> here, and then with POC was pursuit of cobra. So that's clarified, and that actually makes a lot of sense because if you want to get more, I I loved like dusty and snow job and wetsuit and like those specific environment specific troopers they want to get into more of that is what this is saying and they may look at the pursuit of cobra designs which did a great job of those because that's what gave us things like the arctic bat the jungle bat shadow tracker um there's some other wacky like jungle viper or something oh yeah the crazy like the sniper rifle and the crazy like leaf He's back on the shelf here, and I don't touch him because, as with most modern era figures with lots of accessories, if you touch them, everything falls off, and they will never hold their position again. Uh, But great resource. I would love to see classified versions of a lot of that stuff. And while I don't want anything to be as beholden to realistic military as some of the Pursuit of Cobra stuff got... uh, I do think it's a good place to look for inspiration. And I know we've talked about on the show before, like environment specific troops. What are some, what are some that we haven't seen announced yet that you guys would like to see? I I mean, for me personally, it, 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 it always goes snow environments, then water environments. So, I mean, they've already announced Snow Job, but I want Frostbite, Iceberg, give me, yeah, um, even if they're looking at Pursuit of Cobra, I mean, they did Snake Eyes in Arctic Yeah, Yeah, and that's what I was thinking of, you know, taking a lot of those existing characters and retooling those into, like, Arctic designs, and that's a really... It's a good way to get more mileage out of your current uh, lineup what, of figures. What if they just re-release all the figures and throw in a soft goods parka? <laughs> Hopefully, it'll take well, a little bit more thought. The There's your snow, Joe, pal. That. Buy it up. <laughs> and they just call them snow Joes. Like that's it. That's the only snow Joe. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I, I love the concept. I'm looking forward to see what they do with that. Uh, swappable hands we'll try to include with characters when it fits the gear loadout, but not all figures will have that opportunity. I'm not, uh, I, going back to wrestling figures there to me, it's essential to have swappable hands because you need fists. Uh, you need C grips to hold chairs or whatever. And every once in a while you need something, uh, like Sarge's salute or the, you know, I love you or the, you know, the Samoan deal, like, specific things like that with joe's i'll be honest all i really need are the pistol grips unless every once in a while we get a cobra commander pointing finger but like i don't need all of them to come with interchangeable hands that's just not something i need for my military figures really (laughs) i know i've been been spoiled by years of japanese figures and so when you know the the first classified figure i got was the baroness and i was like okay 
she doesn't have the swappable hands and all that because she comes with the motorcycle. I get it. The next one was Cobra Commander and he had swappable hands. And I don't remember which one was after that, but I was like, wait, where where are all the extra hands? This is insane to me. So it, it really is funny. something that, that currently still actually it irritates me just a little bit that we don't at least get like relaxed hands or closed fists for them. Oh, that's I, funny. I like the idea of get, getting the extra hands and everything because occasionally you just want to make that that certain pose. But at the same time, all mine go into a Ziploc baggie. They wind up in a bin and right. I just forget that they exist. And so really, ideally, I don't need any more accessories that can be carried on the figure at, you know, the, the at, you know all at once. Even like swappable heads and stuff like that. I'm not crazy about the idea for my own personal collection. I Swappable heads when... There's something very, very because a lot of people were so upset the barbecue didn't have an, an unmasked head, and yeah, that would have been cool. But at the same time, are you going to put them on the shelf with that? Was it Gabriel Kelly? And then yeah, you're going to put that head on the shelf? Is that what you're going to do? No. I mean, like I would love it if you had a helmet that was removable, but tooling that and making it not look gigantic when it's on the on the right. regular head would look weird because I'd love to have him holding it, but. Well, and a lot of Star Wars figures have been doing that lately where rather than having a removable helmet, it's a swappable head mm -hmm. uh, that can be held like it's a helmet. Like a lot of the Mandalorian figures that have come out uh, in the vintage collection anyway, mm -hmm. the helmet doesn't go over the unmasked head. It has a separate peg joint. So you literally just swap the heads, but you can put that helmet like under their arm like they're carrying it. It's It's... I got to say, as much as I hate having an extra piece, if I don't display one of those, it's preferable because, like you said, Noel, if it's a removable helmet, either the head's too small or the helmet's too big. Yeah. It just never looks quite right. Uh, all right. Uh, vac metal or vac metal-like tech face on retro-carded Cobra Commander, uh, which we talked about before, the one that's coming with the HasLab, is being looked into but is not confirmed. It's still in design. So I have this to say. Mattel figured it out. There are currently a number of vac metal pieces. It, well, it's not vac metal. It's called something else now, but it looks just like vac metal. Uh, Mattel is doing this in the Masters of Universe Origins line, which is a retail line. You can go get uh thunder punch he-man uh not thunder punch he-man uh flying fists he-man uh the battle armor he-man that came with the variant battle cat terror claws skeletor like these all have chromed out back metal parts at regular retail hasbro figure it out i don't know what the problem is but get that technology going because I would love to have a classified series Cobra commander. And I understand the helmet probably has to be a separate piece from the head, but okay, fine. It already is anyway. I mean, we got to get our sky patrol at some point, right? Some point, right? <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> and our super trooper. Yeah. You know how badly I need a super trooper in the classified line. Very. Make him a, make him a Comic-Con exclusive. I don't care, but we need that guy. Uh, Serpentor's head, the hood cape is removable to allow a deep peg. So the Cobra head hood is firmly in place. My guess here is somebody was just concerned about how securely that thing was going to be attached and they addressed it. Um, 
which I, I that's fine because really the only as far as things attaching to the figures really the only issue i've had in classified is sometimes the backpacks don't seem to stay on particularly well mm-hmm. uh, but other than that all the interactivity of the accessories and the figures has been very very good so far well in gung-ho the old gung-ho uh i love the idea of his guns all being stored on his backpack but they didn't stay on there very well Holiday-themed Christmas or Halloween figures could potentially be made. Uh, Let me just say, (laughs) thumbs down. And I say that only because of what Star Wars has done with that. All of that stuff has been, and look, we like to stay positive here when we talk about G.I. Joe, but we're not talking about G.I. Joe. We're talking about Star Wars. All of those Halloween and Christmas figures that Star Wars have produced are lame as all get out. They're so bad, you guys. And I love Halloween and Christmas with all of my heart. And if you had told me years ago that there would be licensed Halloween and Christmas themed Star Wars figures and I wouldn't be buying them, I would have slapped you in your mouth. But Hasbro has found a way to make Halloween and Christmas unappealing to me. I, I do have what the Yoda as Santa and the R2 and C3PO set that came out like 2000, what, seven or eight? Well, no, but the, the, I'm, we're not talking about those. We're talking about the Black Series. Oh, okay. So these are the, the more recent ones from yeah, yeah. Comic-Con. Yeah. Yeah. No, they have uh, done stuff in the past that was very cool. Yeah. But these existing figures with like christmas sweaters printed on stormtrooper armor ah yes those no no don't i don't need any of that no and 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 i do believe i don't know maybe i should have more faith in lenny if if we're gonna let that happen let super seven do it like they did with the chris like the the uh optimus prime in christmas colors yes like i would love to see like Cobra a, a Commander. Chris, yeah, Cobra Commander with is a, a reindeer nose. Yes, or, or snake <laughs> eyes in Christmas colors or something wacky like that. Yeah. Santa that Roadblock. That I'm fine with because that's a silly, and you've got, you know, you have the card back with that, with the art on it. Like that's a whole <laughs> different thing. But as yeah. far as classified goes, I don't, I don't need that uh, until they show me something that I'm like, oh, okay, they came up with a good idea for that. It's Snow Job in Santa colors. And see, now that I've said that, I'm like, well, that wouldn't be so bad. (laughs) Now you need that. Give him a white beard. All right. Uh, Future of G.I. Joe O-Ring. Cannot talk about O-Ring plans at this time. We'll have information in a few months on that front. Uh, I mean, really, all all we can say is, well, I guess they're still developing their, their big plans for next year. Uh, Sergeant Slaughter asked to have a saluting hand if Hasbro ever decides to do another Sergeant Slaughter, which I will go ahead and say, I believe that we will see at least a couple more slaughters while they have him signed. I got to think there's an O-ring coming. I'm sure Uh, they'll do the, you know, the, the variations on costumes. You're going to do the slaughters and marauders and you're going to do the, uh, the mail-in style look. Yeah. Yeah uh super high-end deluxe packaging will be convention and hasbro pulse exclusives only that's probably good news plans to bring more regular deluxe price points to retail are in place uh that's fine oh speaking of which 
you guys, did you see this on the Instagram the other day? I found Crockmaster in a Walmart. Yeah, yeah I thought, I, oh my gosh, he found that mystical Walmart. <laughs> they had two, actually. There, there was one on a bottom shelf, just ran like nowhere near the GI Joe section, and then there was one uh, kind of closer to the GI Joe section, uh, which, by the way, had no other GI Joes in it except for the cheap movie figures. Uh, but it looks like Walmart. Excuse me, I've got a cough drop and I almost just swallowed it and died right here live on the show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Walmart's and Targets are both doing their resets right now. Uh, Target has a new, and this is not G.I. Joe related, but Target has a new Disney store section. Uh, and I found a bunch of new Star Wars stuff uh, there the other day. But this is not a Star Wars podcast. So yeah, yeah. Tar- Target's been, um, I I miss that in certain locations because it'll sometimes be like tucked over in like the, ele- like by the electronics and books. And I've completely missed that section in a few different stores. The, all three of the Target's, that i have been to recently that section is like right up the main walkway right before you get to the toy section so you can't mm-hmm. miss it uh let's see starting to have conversations internally with the gi joe team about bringing on more celebrity stars for future figures so this is something we're going to talk about on a future episode. Originally, this was going to be part of our Dragon Con, but it's starting to look like we're pretty packed on the itinerary for Dragon Con. So I don't think we're going to end up doing this segment. Uh, but in the future, we will be talking about potential celebrity stars uh, to be part of Classified and O-Ring, potentially. That's very exciting to me. I think there are a lot of fun things that could be done. Bridge is still alive. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, we don't have Roddy Piper anymore. But that doesn't mean, I mean, Mattel's still making Roddy Piper figures. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, using, because with Slaughter, you know, you have you have Slaughter. Uh, he's he's doing ads for his figure as well. So, yeah, um, yeah. you know, that was still, still got fond memories of going to that, uh, uh, the G.I. Joe convention when it was in atlanta in 2007 and actually seeing roddy piper there with his figure yeah uh let's see no promises at this point but they're looking into a possibility of another run of dr mindbender okay this is what gave me the idea that we may not see another mindbender uh there's a moratorium in place on reprinting older figures in gi joe classified until the new ones make their way to retail and the shipping situation improves so that's an interesting note uh, everything that's out right now, it's going to be a long time before any of it comes back because they're much more focused on getting new stuff out than on maintaining access to older stuff. And for them to even discuss the possibility of another run of Dr. Mindbender, you'd think they would have said like, well, it's not really necessary or it's not something we've talked about. I don't know. I, it makes me wonder if we really are going to see a regular retail release well but you have to look at the, the way that's worded so that is a run of dr mindbender the one they were selling at san diego comic-con because right. there's not a moratorium on putting out multiple figures otherwise we wouldn't be getting like a regular outback and a uh, well, uh no but what i'm saying outback, is or, why you know, would just, they why would they even mention they're looking into the possibility if there are plans 
for a regular one. Well, like I a, feel like they would have phrased that differently. I mean, you've already got you've you've already got the the implements in place to produce that figure and its packaging. Oh sure, you you get some more out of that, and then maybe in a year, then you go and put out a regular retail one. Um, I don't know. I I still think there would be a market for a regular retail one, especially if it's because look, they've they've put out multiple figures of character, putting out another Firefly, you know, and. So I think I think that they'll probably get around to redoing that figure, and it'll be a slightly different version of Doctor Mindbender. Um, I got to tell you, I would rather see the uh, was it the nineteen ninety three wacky <laughs> yellow and purple Mindbender. Uh, I'd rather see that than another version, or, or one, one. In, or one in a lab coat. You know, you just do your your yeah, lab, lab coat, coat Mindbender. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be good with that as well. Uh, looking into the possibility of G.I. Joe classified accessory packs, nothing is off the table. On the one hand, Noel, like you were saying about the extra hands, well, great, it's a box of more stuff I'm going to stick in the drawer. But on the other hand, we all have talked about how figure photography is driving collecting now. And this stuff is just absolute nose candy to figure photographers. Extra well, weapons, it's also, if blast you're, if you're effects. looking to upgrade some of the if you're not crazy about the uh, nerf weapons that were in like the first right. couple waves, then mm-hmm. maybe this is an opportunity for you to upgrade your Duke and your roadblock. Which, which hopefully we'll get an upgrade of that Duke. Well, not that Duke, but hopefully we'll get a Duke upgrade at some point anyway. I mean, we're sort of getting one with the tiger force Duke. Well, I, I'd say that's a side grade. <laughs> exactly <laughs> i said it's it's you know, i i i still have yet to acquire a duke in the classified line because i just am not a fan of that figure design so i i'm still looking for one that really captures the uh either the original uh sunbow animation or at least the action figure i think what what would be compelling to me as an accessory pack would be we already talked about the bivouac if they wanted to do things like the bivouac, the ammo dump, the was it the outpost, outpost, the defender, outpost defender, the cobra shooting range. Yeah. So it has a central big piece, and then just loaded up with, you know, repaints of existing weapons or you know newer things. To like, it would have to have a, a central piece that I feel like I need in my collection for it to be important. And I also like again. Uh, and Christian, you're you're the fig- figure photographer among us, so you'll have to speak on this. But to have elements that you could put into dioramas and things, I think would be very appealing and do very yeah. well. That's what I was thinking. It would be awesome if you could get some original weapons in there. But I understand that's not always the case. But tossing in things like sandbags and... yeah. Ammo boxes, you know the stuff that the original toy line had, right? As as well, that that would, in my mind, when they say accessory pack, that's what I'm thinking of. I'm not thinking of just battle stands and guns. Although I will say, having uh, had the battle stands that come with the retro figures now, I really think it would be smart of them to at least put a pack of battle stands up on Pulse for sale. I wish that they had oh, printed the name of the character like they did with the 25th line on the I battle don't. stand. You don't? It, your... it looks like there's a spot for it, like yeah. there was. 
I, I actually did not like that because there were some figures that didn't have the battle stands. There were some mm-hmm. vehicle drivers and other figures that didn't have them. And there were no generic stands to put those guys on. Uh, I would rather them not have the name on them. Well, I just would like said once I saw, once I opened that gung ho and I was like, Oh, I need this for all of my figures. Yeah. So I, 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 if they can just mass produce that piece and sell it in an accessory pack, yeah, I'll yep. buy them all because I'm still having should. trouble. I, I actually was considering buying third-party stands for my figures here recently because I'm just having too many problems with them balancing on the shelves at this point. See, I don't. The I, I'm not a fan of putting my figures on stands uh, of any collections, uh, but it is something I'm just noticing one of my Casey Jones figures fell over as I'm talking about battle stands. <laughs> now I'm infuriated because he's over there on the floor somewhere and I can't do anything about it. Um, anyway, I'm not a fan of stands. However, there are some lines that require them. But like with my classified, they're all in different poses on the shelf, none of which would be accommodated by those battle stands. So I don't know. But yeah, all of my uh 25th and 30th and 50th and whatever else back there they're all on the stands because they don't stand up without them but classified i've been fairly lucky they they, pretty much everybody stands very well i've got all of my uh original three and three quarter inch figures on stands that i either uh, glean from my collection from childhood uh or just ordered a bunch of them off of smalljoes.com the little clear ones all of mine are on small Joe stands uh, and, and not that most of them stand up just fine on their own, but you just do not want those figures falling over because you never know no. when a thumb is going to snap off or a rifle barrel is going <laughs> to break. But at or... the same time, it's really scary putting that peg into that foot because well, I've had at least a couple of them where the heel just splintered as soon really? as you put it in there. Well, but the small Joe stands are Ouch. tapered. So as soon as there's resistance, you stop. And yeah. like almost all of mine, my, my son actually pointed this out the other day. He was like, they're all floating. Yeah, yeah. All of mine are floating, <laughs> like about two millimeters off the floor. But like, I mean, just with, uh, I lost a Serpentor's leg. Just oh. as soon as it went in there, it just split the back of it. Because oh. that that gold plastic is one of those brittle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, brittle combinations. Uh, all right. So finally, when we, I think we already knew this. The fan vote for the His Tactician will be after the HasLab closes. So all of the backers will get to vote. And somebody brought up a good point um, that if you've got, and I don't know why there was confusion about this. There should not have been. If you backed five, you get five votes. It's not vote per backer. It's vote per purchase. And that's one of the things that's been confusing about HasLabs is I don't know why they always refer to backers because it's not, accurate like one backer may have five purchases but they read that as five backers it's just weird it's a weird disconnect in the verbiage that that i don't agree with but i'm sure they have a reason for presenting it that way as opposed to kickstarter where you're backing by volume and like on uh, let's check back in actually with our operation recall oh man i closed it out do you guys have it pulled up Oh, here. Uh, yes. Three seven four seven zero one. Good lord! It wow. made fourteen thousand dollars since we last discussed it. 
and 390 unlocks another figure. So wonder if it'll hit wow. that. Wow. Uh, and as, as of right now, there's an hour and 23 minutes left. Uh, holy cow. And it's at 1100 backers, which is accurate. It is 1100 separate backers. Now people may have backed it more than once, but I think that's a little different. Uh, all right. You guys, I think let's see here. Uh, Once again, we want to thank uh, Destro from His Tank for sharing this information, uh, giving us the ability to talk about it. Uh, that is all of the news. I'm going to throw one more thing out here, and I, I put this in our chat just to see what you guys thought about it. So I've had this whole speculation about the possibility that the term retroverse that Emily used a couple of months ago could mean more than just a, a sort of turn of phrase that she used that this retroverse could very well be an entirely new brand that the three and three quarter inch o-ring gi joes will be part of uh you know we talked a little bit about other things that could possibly partake in that uh you know whether they could bring back mask or visionaries as we saw in the saturday morning adventures uh or we know next year Hasbro is going to be releasing new Indiana Jones toys. The six inch figures seem like a sure shot to me. That's what's hot for collectors at retail right now. I think there's a great chance we're going to see, you know, in some forms of six inch Indiana Jones, but could we possibly be getting three and three quarter inch O-ring Indiana Jones figures as part of this retroverse that we don't even know. It's purely me speculating. But how awesome would that be? I was gonna say, I, I, for me personally, I think it would be more into that than I would the six inch ones. Right? Doesn't that seem like a little more exciting in a weird way? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I, I like that they did because the last time that they had an Indiana Jones movie, it was called Ten Ten, and it was animated. It was weird. I don't know why they did that instead of making a, a live action movie. <laughs> uh, but anyway, the last time they did a movie, of course, they had a Hasbro had the license for the figures, and they did the four inch figures in the same style as they were doing. Of course, GI Joe, Star Wars. It's weird. I don't uh, remember Marvel. Last Crusade having a line like that. Uh, yeah, that was the <laughs> exactly. last Indiana Jones movie, wasn't it? Exactly. I know. Well, I said they, they made this one. They call it Ten Ten for some reason. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, they, they did do figures for Crystal Skull um, when at least that license, but they were, of course, doing figures from the previous movies. So, um, but they were, and they were really, I mean, they were great at the time getting a figure of Indiana Jones and Henry Jones Sr. Um, in that scale. Uh, yeah, that scale I, I with have all that, of your other lines as well. I have that entire collection actually in the other room. It's one of the few, it might be the only one, no, one of the few displays here in the phantom zone that i built a diorama for i remember you had the uh you had the sandpaper you used as like the desert i i got some sandstone like some big pieces of sandstone and put a sandpaper uh like train set thing glued it to the shelf so i actually have like a little diorama for that because i, I love those figures so much and i actually had to buy we'll call them imports I actually had to buy a few imports because the whole line did not make it to release here in the United States. Uh, so I had to resort to some methods to get some of the characters. <laughs> but it's, it's a great line. I love it. But man, would I love to see 
Belloc and Indy and Marion and and Henry Jones and everybody yeah. except for Mutt in O ring form. I'm, I mean, I'm curious because it's not, it's not like Hasbro has not used that figure construction for non GI Joe lines before because they did it with, um, technically Street Fighter initially was GI right. Joe, but later was not. Mortal Kombat was also done with that style. Um, but was not and really like the inhumanoids figures the human figures were the base of the figure was the scale of gi joe's yeah yeah well the armor they were in right the armor was different right like you could tell like the heads were the same type of sculpting and all that as well so yeah and and for for any listeners that that may have not really ever thought about it or may not be aware of this and humanoids are scaled with gi joe the the human figures are in massive suits of armor and that's why their heads are so tiny because they're G.I. Joe size heads. Uh, but yeah, that's my my whole idea and speculation about this retroverse, which is a term Emily used a couple of times, is that it would be a new line of O-rings, but would encompass more than just G.I. Joe. And, and I would love it. It would be great. Uh, all right. Well, you guys, I think that is all the news we've got for this episode. Uh, like I said, tune in Monday. We will share on the socials uh, the link to the Needless Things YouTube channel where you will be able to watch us stream uh, this live unless something catastrophic happens, like I can't figure out how to do it. Uh, our music, as always, is by Andy Sanford of electricminnowmusic.com. You can follow us on Instagram at Audible Interlude Podcast, on Twitter at G.I. Joe Audible. Christian, we talked a lot about toy photography this episode. Where can we find yours? You can find me on Instagram and Flickr under Legion Cub. And Noel, why don't you tell us a little bit about the finest? The Finest is an international G.I. Joe costuming club and community and uh, something really cool that uh, I mentioned it a couple months back that we had gotten naming rights uh, at Canines for Warriors. Um, so uh, we just uh, had our, our placard come up. It's We now have the Canines for Warriors, uh, the Finest, a G.I. Joe costuming club facility. Um, so very exciting because that's the, that's the charity that we raise money for uh canines for warriors so check that out uh, help us raise money next time you see us at a convention or just by checking out our site uh, the finest cc.com and of course with dragon con coming up uh the finest costuming tips could be ever so helpful that's right that's right uh yeah check out uh, the uh the finest recruitment page on facebook uh if you ever have questions about uh, how to make your gi joe costume well you guys thank you so much for sitting down and talking about gi joe and as always, yo, Joe. Cobra.
You have been listening to a Needless Things podcast. You can follow Needless Things on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at needlessthingspodcast.com. Love you. Mean it. Uh Uh-huh.